0: Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Let's get into it. I didn't expect to go this way, but let's, let's, let's get right into it. I guess it makes sense. And we're going right into it. As Ladarius said when he opened up, we are talking about the come up all year this year. We're in June already. We've been six months into the come up. I prayerfully, the Lord has been showing himself strong on your behalf. Has anybody been blessed by... Uh, My wife is not here. She's not feeling the best. So I just pray that y'all continue to pray for her today and my whole family. Keep my, my family in prayer. The devil hits our house like he hits everybody's house. And this week he hit us kinda hard, but he don't know who he messing with, kinda like, you know what I'm saying? He messing with the Black Panther, you know what I mean? No, not me, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me fix that, let me, see, let me tell you what I'm saying. The Black Panther's suit absorbed hits. So when he hit back, he had his strength and the enemy's strength. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, don't hurt yourself trying to hurt me. I'm trying to tell you, ah, don't hurt yourself because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what I'm carrying. You don't know how I'm built. You don't know what I'm made of. You don't know. No weapon formed against me. You don't know. You're doing yourself a disservice hating me, plotting on me. Don't hurt yourself. You kick me and break your own ankle. Don't hurt yourself. So we know how to fight. We know how to fight. We're wrestling out against flesh and blood. We're going right in that spirit realm. We're going right in the spirit realm where we have the advantage. Bring all fights to your field. Why are you fighting on the same level the enemy hits you? They talked about oh, you. Take it up on them. Take it up. Maybe that's another. I don't know what we're saying tonight. Never fight on that level. Go to the arena where you know you have the advantage. (laughs) The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God, don't keep yelling at your spouse, take it up on them, okay? And then come back down and talk, but I'm saying. Don't keep fighting with your coworkers and your boss and stuff like that, take it up. Let's go to an arena where that spirit can't win. Y'all quiet. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Because what they don't understand is when you call the name of Jesus, you're automatically sheltered. So the name of Jesus is a, is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and we are saved. You got somewhere you can go where you can be safe. You got, you got somewhere where you are protected and that is the name Jesus. Take all fights. Take all struggles. Take all issues. Take all, compl- take it to the arena where, you- always have home court advantage. Always have home court advantage, always. I'm gonna go in the spirit, I'm gonna pray about this, cause that's the arena I can beat you in. And I'm talking about Susie, I mean the, de- the enemy in Susie. Cause if you slap Susie, it's gonna jump in Carol. You're gonna slap Carol, it's gonna jump in Cynthia. you gonna slap, cause y'all been slapping people for years. Slapping, meaning arguing, going back and forth with the set. But it seems like the same thing. You got a spirit jumper. Never mind. And you keep attacking the host. <laughs> if you want to get rid of it, take it to the arena where you know you're going to win. And that's in the spirit. All your concerns, sickness, disease, poverty, frustrations irritations, complaints, concerns, things that can literally confuse you. With all of your faith and all your knowledge of the Lord, you still end up confused. I need to take this to the Prince of Peace. So whether that situation changes or not, I'm secure. It's never about the situation, it's always about you. That's why you can find your same situation in a Bible or somebody else situations vary, but how are you in trouble how are you in storms jesus woke up out of storms and didn't stop storms it ain't about the storms; it's about you why are you afraid so it's never about the things subsiding or stopping how are you in the fire are you a hebrew boy or are you not does the fire consume you or are you chilling in the fire because somebody's in there with you doesn't matter the situation your life is not about situations your life is about you who are who am i in debt who, who and how am i on the verge of divorce that's a situation but i'm still in it so god is concerned about who i am in it in confrontation in an offense who am i in a, being offended by somebody Don't make everything about the offense. That's the situation. Who am I first? Let me lock in me and you, God. Then I go into the offense like, yo. Don't just go into situation by situation not being secure in who you are in it. Because then you will become it. Or you'll attach yourself only to that. So if that goes down, so do you. individualize yourself, compartmentalize yourself apart from any and everything you're connected to including your spouse for things like that you're one flesh, uh-uh, I got it I'm not, I'm not se- segregating or separating marriages y'all know it's better than that however, you need to know who you are in your marriage or else the marriage will be you so then when he act crazy or she act crazy then you're crazy now nobody's stable look at your neighbor and say, neighbor One of us got to be solid. I would like it to be both, but if not, at least. No T, no T, at least. Yeah. Somebody got to be solid. Not just marriages, friendships. That's why I say, look at your neighbor. Now look at the other neighbor again and say, listen, one of us got to be solid. One of us got to be locked in. Somebody got to be like locked in. So I need to know who I am in this friendship. I need to know who I am in this relationship. I need to know who I am in this job situation. I need to know who I am in this sickness, cause the sickness is not me. So who am I apart from this sickness? I function in who I am apart from the situation. I'm a child of God, I'm favorite of God outside of diabetes. So now I come into diabetes like, excuse me, do y'all know who I am? Cause I do. If you don't know who you are, you're scared in diabetes. But if I know the Lord is my light, I'm feeling something tonight. I said, I know the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I Who are we apart from it? We just come into things and just attach ourselves to it. And that's part of us now to the point where we have no clue how to function without your boo, without your friends, without a solid job, with the... Uh, uh. Naked came out in the world. Naked should I leave? I'm leaving the same way I came. By yourself, individually. Nobody's gonna be in the casket with you. Or nobody's gonna be in the rapture with uh, you, know, in your, your ray of light. You'll have your own lane of light. You have your own light lane. <laughs> Nobody's gonna stand before God with you. He's gonna base your life on who you were apart from everything and everybody. Ain't that crazy? That's a realization I face often now. I don't know why, but I'm thinking about it more now. Because I love the the security of my associations. I love how safe I feel when I'm around friends and family and live. So I make that part of my beism. Part of make that, make that part of who I be. And it's fine as long as it's part of who you are and not who you are. You can have branches all day. That's how you get fruit. It's supposed to have extensions, but it's not supposed to be the stump. Never intended to be who you are at the core. Your family, your friends, your spouse, your job, your sickness, your extensions, it just happens to be connected to you. Understand that, so know who you are outside of the branches. I'm not my branches, I have them. I am not my branches, I have them. Mothers, you attach yourself aggressively to your children because of the responsibility. Now understand that, but you're not, you didn't just turn into a mother only. So you lose the world. The kingdom loses the woman of God because she said, I'm a mother only. No, that's a a branch of you. That's an extension. That's fruit of your loins. It's not the new you. Because when the child is 18 and leaves, you're like, oh. So know who you are with a child the whole journey. Uh, Are y'all hearing me? I don't know where this is coming from. This is just, uh, so, y'all got me? You got to know that. These are my meditations, but I'm just saying, you got to know who you are so you'll be strong for it. You'll be wise in it. You're not so intertwined. Like, if I hurt him, I hurt me. No, stop. Okay, let's go watch a movie. Yeah! Yeah. 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 Know who you are outside of all your extensions so you can handle them wisely. If you think every situation is you, you'll handle it differently. And you'll be lenient where you need to be more aggressive. And then you allow them to control you because now you're manipulated by their responses or whatever. Nah. I mean, job, friends, anything. I'm something outside of you. So if you're going to be mad because I'm not coming over tonight, sorry. Am I coming next week or no? Cool. Cool. Time out for that. Now you're depressed, you sad, you know, because of, of branches. Branches go through the worst uh, turbulence during bad weather. But not the stump. So if you live your life on the branches, every time a wind blows, so goes your life. That's too much power to give a branch. That's too much power to give sickness. It's too much power to give relationships. It's too much power to give your job. It's too much power. It's time to be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. I got to always meet his expectations, even if I don't always meet yours. All right, see? And I'm not afraid to not meet yours to meet his. I feel good tonight. You understand what I'm saying? Do not live life by your associations. Because great associations feel good. It feels good. But we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. I was talking about give it up again 2.5. I just I just throw random numbers out. I feel sorry for production. I'm like when I give them the, I'm like give it a 1.46. Yeah. Talking about that some morning tonight, night. The first scripture I love, of course it says more blessed to give than more blessed to give and receive. But the first scripture talks about how they gave more than they expected. Paul is talking about how the Macedonians gave more than expected. More than they had hoped, cuz their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to. Nothing in the kingdom will work if you don't give yourself to God first. And I know y'all think y'all know where I'm going tonight, but just open up because it's, it's a different path I'm taking. Nothing in the kingdom of God works unless you give yourselves to him first. Amen. I prayed. I tried. I, if you're not giving to him, it's not going to work. Because in, in giving yourselves to God is the fruit of the Spirit. So patience. <laughs> so you won't pray twice and be frustrated if you're really given to Him. Because you've cultivated patience through your connection and rebirth through Him. So a lot of us aren't totally given to God. Which is why the things of God, the ways of God, the lifestyle... Kingdom lifestyle doesn't always click because every time you give yourself to God, here, let me tell you what he told me so I can get y'all out of here. What time the game start? (laughs) Hey, line. I need a favor. No, never mind. I was going to tell them that. (laughs) In the comments, let us know who's winning. Uh, Don't do that. Pay attention to this. This is serious. (laughs) Giving yourselves to God always involves giving up something. So to totally, it's not just, oh, I just give myself to God and I'm just, I'm in his loving arms and he's cradling me and rocking me in his arms. I'm just all his. That's prom. That's not kingdom. If you're going to give yourself to the Lord, it's not a prayer in the beginning. It's not just a prayer. It's not just an, I'm saved. It's not a, uh, no, there's always a giving up. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's not a, here you go. Type of cheerful giving, I give my no. It's a. He told me it's a ripping, a tearing, and a severing away from who you once were. Okay, so let's talk. This is what he told me today. Giving yourselves to God always revolve, involves a, you giving up something, right? So that's the first thing. It's not a simple cheerful hand. Hey, it's a ripping, a tearing. And a severing away from who we once were. Rich young ruler, what must I do to, you know, to get eternal life? What do I need to do? Jesus is like, oh yeah, got a lot of swag, boy. You got a lot of swag stepping up to me. Um, do what the scripture said. Do, keep the commandments. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Jesus, I, I did all that. Which ones are you talking about? Um, you know. <laughs> I'll honor your father and your mother. Give uh, uh, honor your father and mother. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Yo, I did all that. What's up? Huh. Jesus looked at him, and one, of the, one, of the, one of the scriptures. It says, uh, Jesus says, okay, you did all that since you were a child, but Jesus says, but you're still missing something. One, one of the versions of the scripture says, yeah, you did all that, but you're still missing something. Sell all you have. And give to the poor. Like, wh- what? And he said, and then come follow me. Sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. So sell means I make money. I'm benefiting. But then give that away. Sell and then give. You see that? Leaving him with nothing. Financially. Only one area. <laughs> one area, this is the only person recorded in scripture who had a conversation with Jesus and walked away sad, recorded, I'm sure other people did, I'm sure we can assume certain people weren't happy like the Pharisees and Sadducees, but the only person recorded in scripture that had a conversation with Jesus and Jesus actually responded and talked back, it wasn't like he prayed and it, And was sad. No. He prayed. Jesus said something back. He said something back. Jesus said something back. And he left sad. How could you talk to Jesus and leave sad? Unless you're so connected to what he told you to give up. He did the things that didn't mean much to him. Because his riches was the one thing he could not easily give up. Period. So, I'll keep all your commandments because that don't mean much to me. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm obedient to parents. Okay, cool, cool. As long as I got my money, though. Yeah, I I did all that. Okay, Be kind. I'm nice all the time. As long as you don't touch that thing that's on my heart. Praise God and give money. This is giving Sunday. $1,000. Woo. Give him praise. Oh. Oh. Oh, I can do that. I'll run around the church. We're going to run around the church. long as it don't touch that thing. That has the throne in my heart. I'll do everything you ask me to do easily. And then actually come to you wondering why I don't have eternal life. Like, yo, I'm doing everything. What must I do? You're doing everything, but I don't have the throne in your heart. Let's talk. Shh. Are y'all ready for this or no? Initially, 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 and some people should be, this should be a, yeah, amen, we're on the same page. Message. Unless. That thing. God keeps probing at that thing. Dentists. Targets cavities. Like they just open your mouth to look for the problem. and then they cut. Ah! So I don't like going to dentist because all I know they're going to do is poke the problem. That's why people don't like church. All God is going to do is poke the problem. But if the problem never gets poked. Disease can fill your body. I mean, pain like you never experienced. Don't you want to... F- never mind. I thought you want to fix. I thought you would want to fix. Why are we here tonight? Let me just ask this question really quick. Are we that bored? Do y'all not like the finals? Do I can't believe that you're that bored that you would just come to church. Just let me. The, 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 what's the reason why you're here? I want to know more about God. I want to learn more. But there's, some, there's something... There's a reason why you're here, and you cannot expect certain things to not be addressed, especially if it's the problem. But it's not fun. It cuts. It hurts. The Bible says that the word of God is quick. Next scripture. Powerful. It's a different version. God means what he says when when, when, he says, when, 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 he, when what he says goes, his powerful word is as sharp as a surgeon's scalpel. <laughs> His word is quick. I like that part. Sharp. A. How the word got to be sharp? I like that fast part. Cause That means my blessing's coming fast. Healing's coming fast. Provisions coming fast. No T on none of the words tonight. Fast. It's a T-less sermon tonight. I got enough T's in my name. Thomas Tyrone Trippett. Take one of those. I'm just playing. Sometimes when a sermon is heavy, I do a little comic relief. So laugh in those moments. Because I'm going back in. There you go. <laughs> okay, so the Bible says. I'm trying to give y'all. <laughs> take those when y'all are like. No, let that thing out. Thank you. <laughs> you need to be like, but you heard him, because <laughs> that next point is coming, and I'm not trying to cut, but it cut me. <sighs> take advantage of them. I'm doing it on purpose, anyway. His word is quick, sharp, sharper than a surgeon's scalpel. Cutting. What? The word cuts? Why? I thought by his stripes, (laughs) I'm healed. No, the word cuts. Now, the word is not just the Bible. It's a person. He's a person. Because the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. So when they're talking about the word cuts, I'm saying Jesus cuts. His very presence will convict. Jesus walked on the scene and demons are like, what are you doing here? Because I know he's here to cut up some stuff. And I like the stuff that he's cutting out. He's cutting out problems. He's cutting out tumors. He's cutting... Okay, y'all know. Look at your neighbor and say, cut it up, Jesus. Cut out, Jesus. I'm not scared of the cut. I need it. That's why people can't rock with Jesus. I'll be a Muslim. I'll be a, a Buddhist. I'll do Hinduism. I'll do just positive godly theology. God is love. God is unity. God is patient. Jesus, oh, don't People from any religion can deal with your God, but not your Savior. Because men love darkness, you're quiet, rather than light. The uncut in scripture is considered uncircumcised. God, God, God chose to draw a line of demarcation between the sinners and his people. Between the wicked and the children of Israel. I want to make a difference between you all and the world. So everybody this: the crew I'm blessing. That's the crew that's on their own. God did this on purpose to show how he deals with his children. The way he decided to make the difference between us and them is not just blessings in the red sea and they had to get circumcised the only group of people in, y'all not hearing what i'm saying the only nation that had the foreskin of their private areas cut was the children of israel this was not a ritualistic demonic evil witchcraft process this was ordained instructed and assigned by God himself the way that they know that you belong to me is having your private areas cut up I gotta cut who you are under all that so the church like, I'm different. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm the righteousness of God. They made it about everything on the outside. <laughs> God never wanted to, to be just about the outside, which is why he cut an area that nobody could see. I feel like I didn't come to redeem what everybody sees. I came to sanctify the areas that no I need y'all to be transparent tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you really have no idea what God is fixing on me. And he's so gracious, they don't gotta know. God is so good and so merciful, he don't put you on blast. You don't gotta know the area I'm operating on. That's why at hospitals, they close the curtain. Cause you ain't supposed to see the area I'm operating on They're my child I gotta get out of here Tell your neighbor he's working on me You don't know the area cause it's private But he's working on me Tell your other neighbor he's working He's working, he, he's, working he's fixing He's cutting, he's cleansing It don't feel good all the time It don't look good all the time It don't seem good all the time But when I come Oh God I'm sorry Y'all moving me Y'all moving me the word is sharp hey, <sighs> hey, <there you> <laughs> cut it <laughs> <laughs> Tell your name but cut it your pride is way too high you need to That lust is way too high. You need to. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> but this is what I want. Keep that smile. I want us to be excited about the cut. All y'all screaming and dancing. Yup. Yup. That's what I want. Stay excited when he does it. Stay happy and dance when he does it. Look at your neighbor and say, dance when he do it. I'm not saying y'all wrong or hypocrites. That's the right response. But keep it when he does it. His word is quick. It cuts through everything. Whether doubt or defense, I love that, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. Can't escape it. We can't get away from it no matter what. So the word pierces, it cuts, the Bible says it divides. Word of God's quick, sharp, powerful. uh, Piercing to the dividing asunder. So the word cuts and divides. This is not God at all. He's about unity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, He divides. So now Jesus or the word. I don't know how y'all want to say it. I like to see the word as a person because he is. So Jesus comes into your life now like, nah. Nope. And you like division. So giving yourselves to God means you're open to being divided from people or things. You know what I mean? Whether doubt or defense, you know, because it could be inside or external. Let me get y'all out of here. I'm not going to talk too long. I hope not. The word, I always talk about this. This is Hebrews 4.12. It divides and it cuts. It separates. Divide means to separate. People who don't want to separate from your lifestyle, you have a challenge with the word. You have a challenge with the word. Okay, I like like that feel, but man, if if your connection to what he's separating you from is stronger than your conviction for him, you will have a challenge with the word. Are are y'all ready for some more? Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says it it, it divides between bone and marrow. Bone and marrow are so close, y'all. They intertwine, okay? If you hear me preach any amount of time, you've heard this before. Bone and marrow intertwine. That's how close they are. Alright, so how, that's how deliberate the word is. Like a surgeon, do you see that? In other words, I'm cutting you, I'm separating, I'm doing all this to make you better. That's why he said a surgeon's scalpel. The purpose of this cut is your betterment. So it says it separates the bone and marrow. That looks like the same thing. Till the word comes. So things could look like it's the same and all that's good. And then the word said, yo, that... (gasps) Now you got a fork in the road and you got to make a decision. Am I going to continue and what I thought was just whatever? Or am I going to change or repent? Because I heard Jesus. That's the dilemma everybody comes to, which is why the rich young ruler left sad. Because he was left with a a choice. Because the word separated what he thought was one thing. You're keeping all my commandments but you are not changed. You're doing everything I say as the same person and I'm not happy anymore. I was praying that my instructions would lead you to become that person. So he really tested him by saying sell everything you have because the word separates what you think. You can think you're 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 born a certain way. Because the honest truth is the spirit your thoughts the enemy's thoughts, God's ways, it's all in the soul. It's all in the same place. So how do I know what's me? What's the devil? What's God? What's a good idea? What's the spirit? It's all in the same place. How do I know? I feel like slapping people sometimes. I feel like not addressing them sometimes. I, should I address them for order? Should I walk away in humility? Or I, how, It's all in the same place. How do I know? The Word. I know that baby with me all night. I love him. The Word. The Word. The Word. The Word, the word lets me know, okay, this is your soul. This is, it said it separates soul and spirit. It's not on that version. The Word separates soul and spirit. So now, this is your soul. This is your emotions. But this is the spirit right here. Only the Word can separate that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? People think, ah. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Things can seem like one thing until the word comes. Because it's so, it's, you can grow up a certain way and all your uncles did it and all your mom did it, Or you were molested. So it's like, hey, this is how I developed after molestation. And this is just me now. God is like, no, it ain't. I feel it. So y'all quiet, but it's deep. When I go deep, y'all always get quiet. But I'm trying to, this is what I'm really talking about here. We're not talking about the, uh, you're, not, uh, you're not angry, you're peaceful. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the deep stuff people got raped and molested and people went through all kind of crazy trauma traumatic things at a young age and you developed like this I'm here to tell you first of all number 1 it is not your fault if that's your case it is not your fault number 2 number th- two number two I would like to say Jesus or oh, the word is here to save you from that person Yeah. Blessings. The reason why I'm talking about this is because blessings, I say this all the time too. Blessings follow order. Blessings follow order. When I'm in order, God's ways work. You look at a soda machine. I say it all the time. Soda machine says out of order. Who would put money? Who would put $5 in that? try to jam it in it says out of order if a water fountain said out of order you wouldn't try it you wouldn't pour into a vending machine that says and god is not pouring into a life that says out of order because i'm not going to cast my pearls as the man said before swine i'm not going to put my goodness in in a life that doesn't work So we have to talk about this alignment. Let's talk about it. Blessings follow order. Genesis 1. I'm going to be done in 10 minutes. I feel in my spirit. I did it like that on purpose, y'all. See that? Your eyes just hurt, don't it? Good. I want you to see something. Don't try to read it. Y'all squinting. (laughs) He fell asleep looking at it. What'd it say? Don't squint. You're going to fall asleep. Wait, I could, I could. This is Genesis (laughs) 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's verse 1. Verse 2, the earth was without form and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Whoa, so chaos hit verse number 2. We believe that's when Satan fell. We'll talk about all that. But chaos hits in verse number 2, right? Every time chaos hits our life, I say it all the time. Let me stop saying that. Let me just preach. Every time chaos hits our life, the fr- Lord, bless me. Please bless me. Please, I need a blessing because this chaos. How many, how many of y'all are saying that right now? Like, I need a blessing because my life is crazy right now. Half of y'all ain't raising your hand. He's setting us up for something. <laughs> Liv, y'all know me too much. This ain't, Preaching ain't going to be fun no more. I need a blessing. Chaos done hit my life. I'm in verse 2. Verse 2 says darkness and form was, my life ain't got no shape, no order, no form, and darkness. I'm confused. Darkness is confusion. Darkness is evil. Darkness is and that's, that's where I'm at right now. Lord, bless me. Right. I always say this. We don't see the word blessed. That's that little red blurb at the end. We don't see the word blessed until verse 22. So for 20 verses, God left us What was he doing for 20? I love you, God, and I I trust you. And you know, I love. What were you doing for 20 verses? 21. Some of y'all looking like, I want to know what he's doing for 20 minutes because. First, it says the first thing after chaos says the Spirit moved. First thing he did was move. When chaos hits your life, he who sits on the throne moves like. Be careful when God moves. (laughs) Tell your neighbor God is moving on your behalf. See, y'all taking that like a regular move. What if you move this way and the whole earth shook? You understand what I'm saying? That's the type of movement I'm talking about. Earth-shaking moves are happening on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Moves of favor. God is making moves. God is making moves. He told me to tell you tonight. I'm making moves on your behalf. Anybody that needs God to move for you, make some noise right there. It says, God, the spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. And then God said. So first he moves and then he speaks. Anytime you feel the spirit of God moving, open up. Because he's about to say something. I don't care if it's praise and worship. I don't care if you hear a song in your car. I don't. You start, anytime the spirit moves, he's about to speak. Don't just settle for the feeling and cry. He don't move without speaking. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Anytime the spirit is moving on you, you feel warm or you just feel tingly or what's going on. He's moving, but he don't just move to move. He moves before he speaks. That's why they heard the voice of God walking in the garden they heard his voice walking in the garden before he spoke because he always moves before so if tim and the worship team is singing and you just feel the you feel him moving open up like lord what are you about to say tell your neighbor he don't just move the move ah, he, his movement is a setup for him to speak i'm setting you up to give you a word that'll change the direction of your entire i feel it see tell your neighbor don't leave before he speaks so don't just let the spirit move and you just cry and go home no what? be alert I'm trying to help y'all be alert so spirit move then God said let there be light, I can't even read this And (laughs) and there was light and then God saw saw the light that it was good Moved, said, saw, saw the light that it was good. And then God called the light day and the darkness night. <laughs> this is what God is doing while we're impatiently waiting on him to bless us. He's moving. He's speaking. He's seeing and he's calling. And he's not done yet because y'all are still looking at me. After he called. The Bible said he divided light from darkness. And then he made. You look at that. he made the he made something in there. I got the list on here. I can't read it all right now. After he calls, he made, and then he set. The Bible says he set something somewhere. And then it says he created. So God is speaking, moving, creating, making, setting, calling, dividing. He's doing all of these things. After all of that. And he blessed them. My question to you tonight is, what verse are you in? Is he speaking to you? Is he moving through you? Is he dividing things? Is he... What verse are you in? If you're not blessed yet, you need to know where you are. Because you could be mad that you're not blessed. But you're only in verse 12. You got 10 more. Hang on. Y'all rushing me. Actually, what verse are you in? You mad you ain't blessed yet. But he's still speaking, calling, seeing, creating, setting, making. The Bible says the Lord made. He's doing all these things in us. Now the scripture says he made. The process of made is making, right? So for some of y'all, you're not made yet, but he's making. If you stop the process, don't be mad you're not at 22 yet, because you're not even made yet. You understand what I'm saying? You can't get frustrated with God if we're not going through the process of blessings. It's so much he wants to do in us first before he does things to us. All right, let me end this with the 19 slides I have left. He's doing something in you. That's why the blessing is not here yet. He's doing something. One of those things he's doing. We don't want none of the process process, but all of the blessing. We don't want to change. We want him to bless us as is. It's, It's come as you are, not stay as you are. There are very few as is blessings. Blessings are contingent. I said before you, bless it, and curse. You choose. If you live, it's all contingent. All right, let's go. This is making a lot of people sad and I'm not trying to do that. So because we have this great cloud of witnesses, let me end this. Let me stop saying that because I got a little ways to go. I really want to teach this tonight if y'all don't mind. All right, so, so. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. First of all, the scripture doesn't say get rid of sin and get rid of weight first. It says seeing that we are also surrounded by so many other witnesses who have done this before. You ain't the only one putting away sin. You ain't the only one. Look at all the testimonies before you. You can use the Bible or your row or yourself. So you have proof that this Process works. So don't go into it like... No, no, no. Consider the witnesses first. Look at the winners. Matter of fact, this scripture says... Well, it keeps going. It says looking unto Jesus. But your your focus when you're giving up things and I'm not going to sit... Let me put away sin and put away weight. Your focus is not what you're putting away. Your focus should never be... Now, Paul said, Seeing we have a seeing, this is what you see. You got great witnesses that have all done this and they're winning now. They went through the painful ripping of themselves from themselves. And yet they are standing strong. Consider them and then get rid of, right? Because he told me this. He said, Lay aside every weight. This is what he told me lay aside every weight and the sin. The I said, Lord, what does that mean? Please tell me the sin. And was like, everybody knows the one sin. I said, okay. He said, Ty, tell him. Sin is personal. Stop projecting wrong on everybody. That's why he said, get the the plank out of your own eye before you worry about somebody else's dust. Because drinking wine might be a sin to you. But that's Personal. Because sin has to be based on your relationship with God. And everybody's relationship is personal. Don't get mad at me. Oh, Everybody don't have the same luxuries. Everybody don't have the same leisures. God don't deal with everybody the same way. Sin is personal. Everybody know they got the sin. Yours might be pornography. That ain't mine. Yours might be adultery. Yours might be this. Yours might be murder. Everybody has the. You Next scripture, because the the, the looks, the looks, the looks. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him, to him. So what's a sin to you? Sorry, first time visitors, come Sunday is a little bit lighter message. But the whole reason why we have church is because sin came into the world. We gotta talk about this. The whole reason why there is a Bible is because sin came into the world. We gotta talk about this. The whole reason why we run around here and, and speak, because sin came into the world, separating us from God, and we're crawling and scratching trying to get back. So we need instruction to get back with our Father, and we need the Word to get back with our Father, and we need man. We gotta talk about this. A sin to me is not a sin to everybody. Certain things are. I got it, y'all. Well, murder is a sin to every well if you if you cheat, I got it. Got it. But David killed and God told him to. So where's David at now? Heaven or hell? Why are y'all all saying heaven? Why is everybody so vehemently and deliberately and aggressively with surety saying heaven? And he committed adultery and murdered for fun. Yeah, because a sin to you. I'm saying don't worry about what's a sin to everybody. What's a sin to you? You lay aside the sin. Let them watch porn in the other room. I'm going to be out here playing Xbox. Because to me, that's a sin that besets me. All right. Don't worry about the sins of the world. What's your sin? That's all you got to worry about. What's my sin? Because your sin is not besetting me. My sin. What's your sin? What's your weight? Everybody doesn't have to say, I just got bills. And this well, that's not my. You, everybody has different weights. So don't project because you get frustrated You think, they getting away, they getting away, to you. God personalizes everything. I know, overall, thou should not kill, overall, overall, and these were overall, these were just 10 out of hundreds of commandments, because God essentially is saying, you can't totally please me. You just got to do it through me, who is Jesus. So what's a weight to you? Don't be looking at Ladarius like, He's not stressed, that shouldn't be a weight to me. If don't compare. If it's a weight to you, own it, understand it, and then get rid of it. Amen. But don't do it because it's not a sin to Tim. Amen. Amen. He's not your God. Amen. Amen. Nor is He your meter or gauge for righteousness. Amen. So let's go to this next. So let's continue that other scripture. Therefore, laying aside, I mean, great kind of witnesses so it says in all of this in this all-out match against sin others have suffered far worse than you to say nothing of what Jesus went through so he's saying when he's when I'm asking you to lay aside sin and wait yo, people went do you understand that Ananias and they lied in church and dropped dead so you ain't going through what they went through you you understand what I'm saying so uh, all and what Jesus went through all that bloodshed so don't feel sorry for yourselves, because you gotta get rid of a habit. You woe is me, cause pornography is not best for your life? Are you serious? Jesus, never mind, I ain't gonna compare it. So, or have you forgotten how the parents treat how good parents treat children? And that God regards you as his children. My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline. But don't be crushed by it either. If I discipline you, if I correct you, again, I'm not trying to crush you. But don't shrug it off and make it like it's nothing. I'm trying to make you who I created you to be. Go ahead. I have no notes, so let's just go. It's the the child that loves, it's it's the child that he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. So if you give yourself to God, he's going to discipline and correct you. Because in our own nature, we're, we're not like him. We're not functioning like him. So he has to kind of challenge our ways to make us who he created us to be. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in, it isn't punishment. It's training. The normal experience of children. Anybody who has children in here, they do stuff naturally that they feel good about that's against what you probably established. And you got to correct them. It's not punishment. It's like, yeah. (laughs) It's training. It's the normal experience of children. So if God is telling you, if he's shutting you down and you feel like he's shutting your fun down, I'm not trying to do that. This is the normal experience. There are ways that you have that are contrary to mine. And if you're going to be in me, you must comply, and I gotta align you. Training means to bend. Did we tell y'all that? Train up a child in the way that he should go. That means to literally bend them into the direction that they were created to be. So God is doing that with us. He's bending us. And if you are as stubborn as a pipe, you understand what I'm saying. You better you better become clay, or else He'll break you trying to bend you. Yes, sir. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm only trying to bend you. I'm only trying to maneuver you. But if you're just so stuck in your way, you'll break a hip, Jacob. Yeah. Jacob was so stubborn, God broke something. But I was never trying to broke, break you. I was trying to adjust and bend you. The difference between bend and break is our stubbornness. That's the difference. Whether you'll be broken or bent by what you're going through or correction right now, it all depends on how stubborn we are. And not as a person, our sin nature. I'm not calling you stubborn as a person, but the sin nature is stubborn. That's why we won't be totally free until we're out of the flesh. All right. It's getting heavy in here. Let me let y'all go. What's next? Only irresponsible parents leave their children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? No, we respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? True life is done under the government of God's training. That's how you live, obeying his training, bending with him, lean with him, rock with him, bend with him. While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us. Did you see that? Training us to live God's holy best. Here we go. God disciplines us. God corrects us. But look at this. Let's go to the next one. I had no notes anyway. It says, at the time, discipline isn't much fun. It's not fun being disciplined at that time. All right, let's get out the Bible. Today, can any of y'all look back at any discipline of your parents like, thank God. I need all five of y'all noise right here. It got on my nerves every second, but I'm so glad they raised me like that. I'm so glad they didn't let me do everything that was on my crazy, stupid, immature mind. I'm so glad they loved me enough to correct me. Thank God for my parents now. They got on my living nerves every day. But I'm so glad. But at the time, discipline isn't much fun. This message is probably not much fun tonight. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Because there is a grain that we're in that's against God. But later, of course, it pays off handsomely. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature. Uh-oh, 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 oh 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 uh-oh, before we clap. At the end, it pays off handsomely. Because when you're mature, you got a great, well-relationship with God. Right? That's the reward. A relationship with God. The greatest reward in this life, in this earth realm, is a relationship. It's quiet for some reason. I don't know why. With God. I'm telling you, it's going to pay off later. How? A strong relationship. It's quiet. (laughs) With God. Christian brought this to my attention. The Levites got no inheritance. When the children of Israel got their land, the Levites had to tend to the temple. The Bible says that the Lord himself was their reward look at your oh god look at your neighbor and say i already got my reward now you could be awarded with things but i got my reward god is my reward my relationship with him keeps me from trouble keeps me healed keeps me wise my journey is prosperous favor is over my life because i've got a re- You will feel so good, but stop. I got a relationship. I got a relationship. That's why I didn't slap you. Okay. That's why I didn't kick your teeth out. Because I got a relationship. And he gave me wisdom. And because I operated in wisdom, I got favor. Somebody say, thank God for a relationship. My greatest reward is my relationship with my father. Because in him I have all that. I need Closing. Closing. If that's not reward enough for you, you don't really know who he is. Everybody that got a relationship, scream, thank you, T. It don't sound like it. It don't sound like it. It don't sound like it. You don't know, you carry the most valuable thing in the earth. It's not Wakanda, it's not vibranium, it's the Holy, I got the Holy Spirit. He is the most valuable entity. I gotta go. My relationship with him keeps me healed. Keeps my body healed. Keeps my mind at peace. Keeps my way prosperous. If you delight yourself in Him, it's all about the greatest reward. It sounds like somebody got Him over here to my right. Anybody else got Jesus? You got a relationship? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No music. No. I know it's a heavy sermon, but I just said, is anybody excited? About the fact that you have a relationship with Jesus. If there's ever a time to jump to your feet, wave your hands, and shout unto God, It's right now! I got him. I have him on the inside. I said, you already have the greatest thing in the earth. Don't put a car above that. You got him don't put a house above that you got the greatest thing God is your reward that's why I say you already won cause you already got the reward hallelujah let me go alright my closing for real is my last closing Why Cain and Abel? We talked about giving Sunday. Give yourself first. Cain is the firstborn recorded in the Bible. Abel, the secondborn. They both brought their offerings to God. God received uh, Abel's offering. He rejected Cain's. Cain brought grain or something. From the field, Abel brought the best and the first. Yeah. Abel gave God what meant something to him. Yeah. Cain gave God random yeah. leftovers. Yeah. God does not honor random. Le- <laughs> now nah, let me down and see my prayer most keep it if I die for. It. Why do I get the last little random? You don't gave that. Clown all your conversation, and I get random lastlings. The reason why, even though God is love, the reason why He rejects those is because He should. That's not honorable. He should reject that. He shouldn't get the last of your random prayer, and you in here all night just and you just one or two hallelujahs. It's just random, just sporadic, whatever I can. say it all the time, this is my, his goodness leads to repentance. The way God gets us to repent or change, I'm done, y'all, if you want to stand, or if you could, you're cool. I know you, pastor, you're going to say something else. The way God encourages us to change and repent is not the lightning bolt from the sky. It's not the you better or I'll. It's not the fear, like kings and leaders and you know, supervisors and all these people do on earth. He says, I'm going to be so good to you that my goodness will cause you to say, what must I do? That's why I always say ladies usually, guys too, but ladies, if you have a man that's good to you, you like... When he's good to you, you open up more to him. You give him more of yourself. That's God's method. I'm gonna be I'm gonna lay on you so good. I'm gonna be so good to you. That you should say, How can I serve you more? What can I do to honor you? Isn't it sad that some take his goodness, abuse it, and take it as entitlement? He's gonna be good anyway. He ain't gonna say nothing anyway, It's under the blood anyway. Grace is not so that we we can be casual with sin. Sin is not casual. Sin looks like the cross. Cain, why are you so angry? Why do you look so dejected? I didn't deject you. I rejected your gift. But I didn't deject you. I didn't kick you out. But I didn't appreciate how casual you just randomly throw little things at me as if I threw you a little life. You didn't just have breath for, uh, up until 12 noon. You got it all. You didn't just have sight until it's time for you to go to sleep and then you go blind like, oh, good night, I guess I got to go to... No, he just gives it. You will be accepted if you do what is right so that means he had instruction i said if you got instruction that's right if you don't do that you'll be rejected look at this and i'm done if you refuse to do what is right watch out sin is crouching at the door eager to control you but you must subdue it and be its master Obedience subdues sin. Obedience makes you sin's master. (laughs) Obedience gives you authority over sin. Did y'all feel that tonight? Oh, God. But if we don't do what's right, we are slave to sin. If you don't do what's right, sin lies at the door. After this, he killed his brother. Because sin was lying at the door. So now the first, yeah, evil. So now the first murder is manifested because he didn't do what was right. When you don't do what's right, you become slave to sin. Sin becomes your master when you don't do what you know is right. He had no intention of killing anybody before he disobeyed first. Disobedience opened the door to murder in that case. What will it open the door to you for? We don't want to find out. Do what you know is right. Do what you know personally. You know, I need to fast because my mom used to fast. I need to start fasting. What do you personally need to do? You probably don't need to fast. You probably just need to leave some people and you'll get the result of fasting. Like, you don't know. And I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but it's personal. What do you need to do tonight? What do you need to adjust? What do you need to put away? I know we talked about tear it up last week and that was great. Hallelujah. But still, give it up. Give up sin. That's what I'm talking about. Give up. Wait. I love that with God, it's never a stick up. It's always a give up. You're not under arrest. You're not forced to do right. Get over. It. No. Will you give that to me? Will you give that pornography to me? Will you give that? Will you give the? Will you give your confused sexualism to me? You don't know what sex you are. Give it to me. I know what sex you are. Don't just be homosexual because your friend is homosexual. Don't just be lesbian because your friends are lesbian. Give it to me. I know what I made mean. you. I'm talking, I'm talking. Whoa! Give it up! Lying, manipulation, just trying to trick and deceive people. Give it to me! Nobody else can handle it, and you can't either. You don't got enough discipline. You're not that mentally strong. You're not that slick and cunning. Give it to me. Tonight, Liv, I beg you, along with myself, your pastor, let's give, let's, not you need to, let's give it to God. The Lord kept telling me tonight. He said, Ty, this is, he said, tell him, this is a message against Self-sabotage. Oh, I was like... It's one thing for the devil to mess up your... But for us... You're headed for self-destruction. Don't self-sabotage yourself. Joshua's not winning and he always won. What's wrong? Sin in the camp aching why are you self-sabotaging we could have victory if you just gave it up we could be winning if you just give it up tonight stop losing battles you should be winning in be obedient and become sin's master i feel like he's not the only one that needs to come he threw himself on the altar anybody else want to come and just say lord take it The altar is open now. Come, throw yourself and say, take it, take it, take it away from me. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.